Hello, everyone, and welcome to Canadians with Disabilities and Their Allies. My name is Brent Frain. I'm the host. And also, this show is known as PWD Allies Podcast, available on Spotify or your favorite app. Today, I have Joseph Van Meer joining me today, and we're going to be talking about the, uh, the PBO report. Uh, this is going to be great uh, for those that are interested in hearing what's going on. Uh, Joseph, welcome very much for joining me. Our resident Thank numbers guy, for, pe for people that don't know, resident numbers guy. Yes. yes. And just for <laughs> anybody who is ever curious or first tuning into these broadcasts, no, I am not a government official. You can actually trust what I say. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, there we are. He's the first guy. So, <laughs> here we go, folks. Uh, we're going to try to sum this up very quickly for people because there's a lot of information to take in, and I want to be able to explain it properly for people. Uh, the Canada Disability Benefit became law on June 22nd, 2023. Uh, it, it states that within a year, uh, the Canadian government needs to be able to assess and come up with the regulations in regards to the Canada Disability Benefit and actually putting it out there. Um, now, that doesn't mean that they're going to start paying people within a year. That means that they have to have the regulations within a year, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so they have started their engagement process. They're now at their first, what they call state, their first stage, or their um, where they're they've opened the Canada um, Disability Benefit Engagement Tool, um, which is a um, a portal where you can give your information, what you want to see in the Canada Disability Benefit. Now to go along with this. The parliamentary budget officer, this is like the independent part of the government where they're not party affiliated. They kind of like say, OK, this is how much this program is going to cost because this is what you put in the legislation. Mm -hmm. So uh, they have estimated that the cost of a candidate disability benefit for 2024 is going to be between two and 20 billion dollars, depending on what scenario. Now, just like GLBI, this PBO has given three scenarios mm. in which to uh, have the, disab the disability benefit. Okay, but but uh, Joseph, I, I want to stop you right there already, actually. I, I want to back up the train a little bit because you said that the government has until they have one year uh, to have the regulation in place, right? You, you said the... Well, yeah, like the, the, they're supposed to have the regulations within a year, right? Yeah, so... Uh, so but so, we've been told 18 to 24 months right. by the time people actually start seeing right. the money. So, so, so my question is, uh, if they if they have to have the window of one year to have the regulation or, or you know, in place, 
um, is there how much wiggle room, like, can they just indefinitely keep dragging in their feet once <laughs> once they have the regulation? Or is yeah, there... No, no, no. They can't just indefinitely drag their feet. This has actually become law that they have to get this done. So okay. uh, whatever they're going to come up with, they got to come up with it in that time frame. It doesn't mean that it's going to be perfect or beautiful. Right, um, right. And, and now, I, guess this, why, I guess that's why uh, the call for Durham is so badly needed. Uh, it's Most uh, definitely. It's, you know, it's a crisis. Uh, and while they while they drag their feet until they implement the actual dollar amount mm -hmm. for the CDB in, and uh, some people are calling for like 24, uh, 2024, 2025, um, possibly into 2025, which I know people listening to this yeah. be like, what? I, I, go, yeah. I just yeah. wonder how much uh, waffle room or wiggle room they're going to give themselves. <laughs> you know, well, the PBO, when they came up with their estimates, they did estimate based on it would start january 1st hmm. so okay. of what year? they're optimistic they're they're way more optimistic than it's actually going to happen but what they did was is they started uh, calculating 2024 let's just uh, or 2024 yeah 2024 that is optimistic yeah wow. that's very that's, that's optimistic but that's because they're trying to show how much money it would cost this fiscal year okay oh. right so they're like okay january to june how much would it cost and mm -hmm. so it's really half of what it really would cost, right? Because it's only six months. Right. Now, I need to give you guys a couple of points here. One, this report does not think of it as a monthly benefit. Hmm. Oh, it thinks of it in a yearly amount. There is no monthly amounts broken down. Okay. It's not taking into consideration that your income may change each month to month depending on the reporting. Right, because mm -hmm. the regulations aren't there, they don't know if it's going to be monthly reporting, they don't know if it's going to be based oh. on your taxes, you know. So, the DBO can only give so much information. So, they've decided that this is going to be a yearly amount in their estimates. Okay, mm -hmm. um, their estimates have three scenarios the first one is the biggest one, we'll get back to that. Mm -hmm. Okay, I, again. Scenario Sorry, Joseph. I just want to interrupt you again. What before you before you get started on the scenarios, just for the uh, benefit of our, of our listeners and viewers, um, is uh, now what was I going to say? Now <laughs> I'm terrible. I, I interrupted. And I don't know what I was going to say. Um, Let me guess. You're going to ask who is going to be eligible. Uh, yeah, that was. That was one thing, but that, that was that, that's, that's gonna... kind of a question, right? That maybe I should answer first. Yeah, um, okay. Yeah, yeah. The, the tool that the PBO has set up on their website will show you based on what you put in there, based on the clawbacks, the family size, the uh, the income, what you think should be the clawback or the amount, right? Mm -hmm. They have like a kind of a neat little tool on there that you know you can you can play around with and it'll tell you how much the cdb would cost right okay um but basically it depends uh is it going to be you can collect the cdb and the disability tax credit or is it going to eliminate the disability tax credit or can you only do one or the other that's that's, that's another what, thing that's, that's what there. my question was going to be that's what my question was going to be are we for sure? Do we for sure know that this? No, we don't this, know for sure. No, but, but my, what my question was is: do we, do we know for sure if this that this is for sure going to be a top up 
it's a top up. It's, it's not a, it's a top a replacement. Up. It's a top up, top up for sure. Like it's not a yeah. replacement, right? It's a top up. It's not a replacement. It yeah, says okay. it right in there. This is not yeah. a replacement for social assistance. This is a top right. up to get you. And by the way, the report doesn't say it. They're targeting mm -hmm. to the market basket measure of each province. Right. And, and here, the report a is based report on the capital city of each province. Okay. Yeah. Here, here's a question for you, Joseph, that I, uh, I get a lot of questions about. Is a, a disabled person in a province in Canada, if they don't, if they do not, and which I'm just going to really clarify, if they do not have the disability tax credit, DTC, but they're only getting provincial assistance, disability assistance, will they be qualified to get the new Canada disability benefit when it rolls out? That is unknown, and that is why the tool and the PBO report have either-or scenarios. Okay. Okay. That's where we're going to get to with the scenario numbers. Two and three depend okay. if they're going to keep the DTC or not. Mm. Okay. okay. And um, scenario one is if they can keep both. Okay. You okay. see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, so that, scenario one's the biggest. That's scenario the most one, expensive one. Most expensive one then. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so scenario two, the maximum CDB is equal to the gap between social assistance and the poverty threshold of that province, okay. that capital city of that province, or or the 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 the, okay. the metropolitan like the census area, because it does say in the report that I think I uh, thirty eight different MBMs. Oh, wow. But they use the capital city of each province or territory. Okay. Okay. So it's like example where I am, I'm in the capital city. Right. Yeah, it's not. It's not completely detailed, right? Like this doesn't no. break it down and say, "Oh, people in Alberta are going to get this, and people in New Brunswick are going to get that." But it does say they're going to get different. Right. Different. Yeah. Different amounts based on your based on their poverty level of their yeah. province or territory. Yeah. Right. So it is scenario two is clawed back with family net income. Okay. This is important. The reason why it's only $2 billion is because if you live with a spouse or a child or a grandchild or a grandparent that has income in the census family home, all of a sudden mm -hmm. their income counts. And that's the threshold thing that we, the clawback we don't like. We right. don't yeah. want family income accounted for it, but that's why scenario two is so cheap. We okay. have we have somebody in chat already, uh, Mr. AI, and he's mm -hmm. wondering. Um, I mean, I can put a link in. I told him I could put a link in the description after we post the video. But uh, can you verbally tell people that are watching right now where they can go to see the public the published report? Yeah, the PBO website. So you just want to go to uh, PBO-DB. Sorry. It, it's it's hard to pronounce because all the letters sound similar. Okay. Oh, okay. So okay. You want to go to the Office of the Parliamentary Budget Officer website. Okay. Yeah, okay. Now you can go to DERB.ca. And you can click on the blue little icon I added to the website earlier. That oh, okay, that, 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 that's, that's even easier. Yeah. yeah, that's even easier. Yeah. So, so maybe we'll it use is that. It's on derb.ca. Yeah. It's yeah. right uh, 
it is on the home page and mm -hmm. it is uh the blue links that are uh just underneath the big banner okay oh sure One okay well we'll, we'll use that link then we'll yeah i'll put Canada that link at the bottom benefit yeah. tool mm -hmm. it's it's right there um okay so in this summary right in, in these uh scenarios so scenario two it, it considers the family net income but it also considers uh can claim either the disability tax credit or the canada disability benefit oh mm. that's why it's so cheap that's why it's only two billion yeah. right it yeah. helps 274 or 674,000 people, I believe. Yeah, instead of 1.5 or 1.6 million. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 1.4 million is the oh. highest scenario. Oh, oh, that oh, it's gone down. 1.4 million. It's actually 1.391, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm looking for the actual fact because I like to be precise. 2.1 to 20.5 billion and and keep in mind they're using 2017 figures for social assistance oh wow that is so so i, so I don't know if you can easily answer so when this. they say it's a cost it's going to be way more it's going to be way more like billions of dollars more why because they're using numbers that are from 2017 Wow. So we're already, yeah, I mean, we're in 2023. So that's six years old. And by the time oh. they come up, that'd be seven years old. Oh, so I don't God. know if you can easily answer this question or not, jo then, Joseph. Uh, like, so, you know, you've, you've mentioned the three uh, scenarios. And in each scenario, like the first scenario is the most amount of people that's being helped. Yeah, the, the first scenario is uh, it's clawed back on your individual net income. You okay. can qualify for DTC or CDB or both. Mm -hmm. And your take up is uh, based on your self-reported disability status. Okay. okay. So Not the Canada disability benefit, you have to qualify for the Canada disability benefit to get the CDB. Yeah, I okay? guess I guess that's yeah. my question is that uh, so that's where I'm getting to with scenario three. Yeah, I was oh, gonna, yeah. I was gonna say is like uh, so is there scenarios scenario where three. Scenario two and scenario three are based on disability tax credit qualifying okay. you to get the Canada okay. disability Okay, so, so there is going to be situations where uh, people with disabilities are going to be actually disqualified outright, even though they're disabled? Well, we don't know. We we, we just we have not done the final regulations yet. Yeah, because right? that's, that's my, the, the that's my question. The biggest scenario is the one where it's yeah. like yeah. self-reported. You know, everybody right. that's on current social assistance is going to qualify for it. You know, we're going right. to top you up from your social assistance bound to the poverty line, which is going to be market basket measure. So they're talking $20 billion to get it done now and get people up to poverty. Right. right. Those are also using 2017 oh, numbers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. The, because there's two there's two sayings that uh, you know there's the one saying like nothing about us without us is one of course. That's oh, saying, I hate that saying. Oh, well, I, I mean, okay, but that that's one, and then the other one is uh, you know no no one left behind is another one, right? Oh <laughs> yeah, oh, I know. another one. And, Why and, even say them if you know that you have programs that are still pending to help them? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, that's my so that's all my... you're doing is doing this. 
yeah. you're just that's doing been, this. Yeah, yeah. And that's why we've been calling for Derb to help now. And meanwhile, the finance minister, oh, yeah, yeah. It's like a, well, like they say, the right behind me is the little pink unicorn. <laughs> Yeah, so that's and, that's yeah. what that's why I'm a little bit skeptical about about the whole CDB is that you yeah. know de depending on the scenario I'm wondering is is there going to be situations where people are actually are disabled that's but, right. and also but, but, but they're going to they're gonna that, say sorry you don't qualify that's why my concern. I also want to point out the scenario too is also taxable okay uh, okay good so to not know. only are they only going not only is it only cost two billion dollars but they're going to tax it. So they get now, the money back. They get the money back in the face. Yeah. Is that yeah. not just a slap in the face? That's like, yeah. okay, we're gonna make you wait three years for the benefit. We're yeah. gonna string you along while your provinces freeze rates because they think we're gonna help you, and yeah. then we're gonna give you the smallest benefit with the highest clawback, and we're gonna make it taxable. Oh, and it's gonna be based on your family income. How yeah. about we just hand you made? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, yeah. yeah, because because by the time they tax all that up, what are you going to have? Well, I got a few dollars. <laughs> oh, they might as well call scenario two the pathway to made. They they, they yeah. might as well. And yeah. you know what? I hope I I sincerely hope Justin Trudeau or, or I mean Pierre Poliev, if you're listening to me today, you better be calling scenario two the pathway to made. That's going to be definitely the way it's going to be called to the disability mm -hmm. community. Because the scenario two is it's based on the market basket measure. It's based on family income. You can only claim one of the DTC or it's it's based on the DTC intake and it's taxable. Are you giving me a fucking break? If <laughs> disability WP endorses scenario two, I'm going to like it's basically the first one that I It's basically on the minimum of the minimum, then yeah. So, so with, with, so, the minimum, with the minimum, yeah, like yeah. That, that's like you might as well just hand him a five hundred dollar check and tell him just go, just go away. <laughs> so, which which scenario, uh, Joseph, would be the uh, would be ultimately the better the better of the ultimately solution? scenario one? Uh, do I which one do I think the government's going to go with? Is, yeah. is obviously yeah. two. Is, is there, really? They're yeah. obviously setting it up to be right down the middle. Consider this. They didn't put it as the smallest scenario because they don't want the media to catch that. They leave it as the middle one where they hope that they're just going to pass it by. And yeah. it, I, I can just see the writing on the wall. Like this Canada disability benefit is just strung the disability community along. And, mm -hmm. and it, unless the government really listens to the the input of everyday Canadians in this regulations, it's going to it's going to miraculously fail the uh, society yeah. um, when it comes time to the baby boomers finishing retiring and you know the next generation starting to retire and all of a sudden you know retirement numbers are through the roof in Canada and working age population is tanked and they're wondering what went wrong and it's going to be too little too late at that it, point it sounds like um, kind of a goldilocks scenario where they you know they they're putting they're putting that one right in the middle of the scenario too of like this one is just right because not only do we give exactly it to you, not yeah. only do we, we give it to you but we can we can claw it back and we can we can claw back the tax on it yeah and do, our, do our, i believe like, that like, they uh, might go with scenario three they might yeah. they might go with scenario three with a 50 percent garnishment if okay. they go with a 50 percent clawback with the with the scenario three i would not be surprised 
because yeah. that would be incredibly cheap for the government to run. Incredibly cheap. So and that's, that's like what's behind door number one, folks. Door number two. Door number three. Oh, which door did you choose? Oh, so, it, so if if scenario two is and the, the reason why I say scenario three is because I know that from reading it here in their charts, scenario three gives the government the biggest amount of money back to save, and that is because it considers the highest amount of people switching off of the disability tax credit, right? right? And it, it says that they could save approximately by by twenty eight twenty nine they could save about one hundred and forty million dollars a year. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on this on the spot then, Joseph. So so you said scenario two is the road to made. Yeah. So so if you were going to label hmm. scenario one and scenario three with catchphrase terms, what would you what would you call scenario one and scenario three? If hmm. scenario two is scenario the road two, to made, scenario two is the pathway to made. Yeah, scenario two is the pathway to make because it's going to make disabled Canadians much more depressed. It's going to cause more uh, um, domestic violence. It's going to cause more uh, poverty. It's going to cause more uh, garnishments against the working age population, which in turn is going to cause more depression because less people are going to want to be with a person that is disabled or you know be associated with them, even family wise. I mean. Yeah, you yeah. guys in the disabled community know what it's like for your family to turn on you because you're yeah. on social assistance and they just don't want to help you out anymore and they just don't want to hear it. And mm -hmm. um, it can be a very bad thing. And when we're talking about hundreds of thousands to over a million people, a million. Yeah. one and a half million, um, you're talking a big difference. So mm -hmm. scenario two, pathway to made. Mm -hmm. Scenario three, Anti-homelessness, maybe? That's mm. about it. Okay. Really? They're really only trying to make sure you're not going to go homeless. They're, okay. they're really not trying to make sure that you're going to succeed. Uh, I mean, But it's just kind um, of the, the bare minimum again. It's just yeah. like... Yeah, uh, it's almost like the bare minimum, but it's it's a step yeah. above, right? Like, okay, it's like, okay, okay this <laughs> one, maybe <laughs> the opposition <laughs> might not eat us alive. Yeah. Right? Okay, okay. And uh, and then scenario one, well, I call that the pathway to success, really. Yeah. Um, with scenario one, um, take a look at the difference of it. It's not 2.1. It's not 3.3, .3, by the way, is scenario two. Yeah. Um, it's 20.1. Oh, okay. So oh, there is a massive difference between scenario difference. two, three, yeah. and one. Just, the, just from the difference. yeah, from the budget. You mean just bu budget wise? I, well, I it's two hundred seventy six thousand, or three hundred fifty eight thousand, or one million three hundred seventy one thousand. I would be completely shocked if they went with uh, scenario one. I would be yeah, just really. Shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if like I would not be shocked if they went with scenario two. I. It would not shock me if they went with scenario three. Yeah, it exactly. would shock me if they went with scenario one. Because you have to keep in mind, scenario one at this point, for that many disabled Canadians, 20 billion for 1.4. Okay? Yeah. Basic income was not only 90 billion, mm -hmm. so four and a half times the size, but it helped over 8 billion people. So more than four and a half times the amount of people. It helped all of those disabled Canadians and it helped more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But if they go so, at two, they don't have to help as many at all or three. Well, yeah. <laughs> huh. yeah. yeah. 
Now, the average benefit in scenario two is 7,600. The average in scenario three is 9,200. The average in scenario one is 14,500. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. The reason why they consider those averages much higher in scenario one is because you're also qualifying for your disability tax credit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. It's not all about the CDB. It's about how it interacts with the provinces and how it interacts with the disability tax credit that's going to be most important because that's going to make the difference of billions of dollars a year in our disabled community. And yeah. it's not just the disabled community. No offense. So but the average working Canadian, if, you, if, if you're not listening to this and realizing that every dollar a disabled Canadian spends in the Canadian economy does help you in some way. Yeah, it goes it back to either, you know, the, the income taxes, the property taxes, the city taxes, the income taxes, you know, the, you know, investment, you know, no offense, but your city does invest in your disabled people for sidewalks, for infrastructure, for trains, for this and that. So when you sit there and you smack a disabled person down for being on social assistance, remember that disabled person also fought for their rights. So you have a little tactile strip at your go station platform. So you don't fall into the train tracks. Right. Right. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and, but they and don't this, realize that this is about them and their future too. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you give a disabled person uh, money in the in whatever province they live in, whatever community they live in that province, they put the money back into that community. Uh, I mean, and they, yes. every disabled person is a taxpayer, however the government may look at it or not, uh, because everyone is a taxpayer, regardless when they have their hydro. Oh, definitely, even undocumented people, even visitors to this country, tourists are taxpayers. Yeah. Okay. okay. They just don't hydro. consistently tax pay. It's like when you got your hydro bill, you pay tax. You pay yeah. tax. Yeah. Like, so everybody pays tax one way or another. I, I, I wanted to yeah. back up the train again one more time because, we're again, we're talking about a top up here. Yeah. Uh, we've, we've established that. So what I'm wondering is, do they set the top up higher uh, depending on the scenario? Like, do mm-hmm. they set the upper limit higher? No, no, no. No, no, no. Or the, uh, they, they do, do have thing. another thing in here. They do have another thing in here where I believe, or no, I believe, no, it may be scenario one, actually. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Because uh, because because, because the, the the dollar value is higher mm-hmm. uh, in, in the no, first no, scenario. They the dollar... about the extra, they mentioned about the extra 30% it would cost for a disabled person over the regular poverty line. Let me make sure I got this right because I've only read through this like once or twice. Okay. Hold on a sec. Yeah. Um, no when I remember them, when I read through it, they said that because of the, the remember how a lot of people said that it would cost more to be disabled than it does to be a you know a normal yeah. working class citizen, right? Well, yeah. you know they did take that yeah. into account. So hold on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, they actually what, listened to impact statements. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> you know, no, the clawback rates that they were using was 50% income for a single individual or 25% for the common law or married person. Okay. Mm. 
So yeah, I mean, I still have a question because so there's a lower clawback for the for the for the the spouse, lower okay. clawback for the spouse, which is good. They're listening to that, right? Yeah, the thirty percent increase. Um. Hmm. Yeah. So my question would be like, if they're going to have the higher yes, dollar amount, scenario one has the higher thirty percent based on uh, uh the scenario one is higher because it has the extra 30% for being disabled and the co extra cost of being disabled. Right. Okay. So, so you should have a higher dollar amount at the end of the day then. One would yeah. Think. So instead like, of, instead of the 14,000, it's actually 22,701. Okay. So what are the dollar figures? Are they, are they kind of uh, looking at Joseph? Have you come up with that? And they're, like as a top up, say, just say magically that the government actually, you know, didn't use pink unicorns and, and actually did the right thing and actually went with scenario one and everyone would be like, oh, my God, I would be like saying, hey, crack open, crack open a um, bubbly water or something like that. I don't know. So they're using statistics that say the lowest province collects as a single unattached single person. Okay. okay. The lowest province is New Brunswick that they get ten thousand eight eight four. That's right. terrible. Only now, that's terrible. now, now. Okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's disgusting. So there, it is. When we're saying the fourteen thousand, okay, right? Mm -hmm. They're saying that fourteen thousand would be the maximum in scenario one for New Brunswick. Is is that is that fourteen thousand in total, like provincial? Or is that like with the top up, including? No, that's the top up on that's top the top of up. the provincial. So oh, okay. they're so aiming for around twenty eight thousand. Right. Okay, so they would get that ten thousand plus the fourteen, so it'd be like twenty four. So yeah. If they go scenario one, yeah, they're aiming for people to be at about twenty eight thousand a year. Twenty eight. Okay. Okay. Right. For a single, right, unattached, disabled Canadian. Yeah, that is in New Brunswick or anywhere else would be around twenty eight thousand based on your market basket measure, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, oh, and that's based at two thousand seventeen level dollar amounts. Yeah, uh, no, I think they're using the population of two thousand and seventeen. Oh, so uh, so so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the because really no no because they're talking about Matrix twenty twenty three welfare report. They use part oh. of that. Oh, did they? They're okay. talking about 2017 population oh, numbers is the 276,000 to 1.4 million. We could, if they went scenario one and it was, and, and they redid all the population and the, and the, and the regulations were really in favor of people with disabilities, this yeah. could reach 3 million Canadians. Oh yeah, easily. Yeah. And in reality, oh. is, there would probably, it was over 3 million Canadians with disabilities. So, jo so Joseph, so Joseph, I'm going to ask a really stupid question, but I, I'm I'm going to assume that there's other people that are stupid like me and, and want to want, and want to ask the same stupid question. Is what's to stop then uh, provinces uh, like New Brunswick to continue uh, doing uh, the stupid thing and saying only ten thousand? Like may maybe maybe uh, Toronto. Or sorry, Ontario well, and maybe BC will all, all of a sudden go. Well, now we're, we're going to sink everything down to eight thousand dollars. 
Let, and, let, let me and, guess. And, you're you're worried about the provinces just holding the rates down and saying, oh, yeah, we'll the, the, the no, like, suppress yeah. everything down. Yeah. yeah. What's, yeah. what's to stop the well, provinces from doing that? Probably during these negotiations with the provinces, the federal government is going to say to them, well, you know what? You really need to index your social assistance to that too. Yeah. To inflation right. yeah. and then the federal government will use that to keep social assistance rates up uh but no there's nothing forcing the provinces from raising their rates and there's nothing forcing them from changing their 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 legislation later to reduce their their raises um there, there there's there's nothing stopping them and and provinces like ontario right now with the current government where they they're not in favor of helping social assistance recipients, it's going to make them worse. They're going to stagnate those rates, which will in turn, as inflation keeps going, will raise the CDB in those provinces to the point where it won't be sustainable later on. And eventually 10, 20 years from now, we'll be sitting here redoing a new program. So the federal government, so the federal government's basically going to slap. They're going to end up paying for it. Yeah. Everybody's going to get a wet noodle. Say, I'm going to slap you with a wet noodle, and that's about it, right? Yeah, a little carrot, a little carrot here. (laughs) And then the federal government will hold the the Canada social transfer as federal carrot for them. Yeah. Okay. Right. So then the provinces say, oh, well, we're not getting a transfer payment. So, yeah, that gives us a reason to suppress the income down. But hey, well, we're going to tie it to inflation, but there's no increase above that inflation, though. My my one big. Wow. like I said, I was very, I'm very pessimistic about the CDB. I mean, I still have a lot of pessimism. Like, but my one, my one, my yeah, one big too. hope, my one big hope from the beginning, and I mean, it's only a hope, right? It's, it's, it's not like I, everybody thinks, or not everybody, but there's some people that when I was on Twitter are going, well, why are you trumpeting the CDB so much? And it's not so much that I was trumpeting the CDB. It's just that I hoped it was going to be good. And one of the reasons yeah, why. Yeah. I, one of the reasons why I hoped it was going to be good is I thought, well, if the federal government re- releases the CDB, it's going to force, this is my hope, this is my hope speaking, it's going to force the, the provincial governments to, 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 to end the clawbacks. That was yeah. my that was my one hope is because I can't. Well, no, there's no end to clawbacks. This one's full of them. Yeah, yeah well, well, there, we there you go. That, well, we were hoping that, you know. The well, that's my hope dash then. That's my hope dash. We were hoping that the pink unicorns would stop running amok across the country, mm-hmm. but it looks like there's a lot of holes in the CDB. And that's why we we kept pushing hard, I mean, across the country, and we still are, derp. Uh, I know the, I mean, the federal government's just kicking and screaming and hollering and biting and punching and, oh, just like hissing and no, no for derp. No, no, we can't help the disabled people. But it kind of pisses me off. Like, you understand what I'm saying? Like, it, it kind of pisses me off that the federal government then is going, is basically going to be tolerating bad behavior mm. from the from the provincial governments like like it why is why is it, that an okay thing or you're going to have this permit mm. kind of this permissive parent you can think of about it as this permissive parent like it's okay little children you can you can screw off and do whatever you want i'll well, I'll, be, I'll, I'll be the permissive parent and you can kind of like f f people over it doesn't matter well, you know. well the, the way i look at it that neo is uh is that it doesn't affect the government's life. Like it doesn't affect them. Like they, they just basically try to call the shots. Right. So it's like, yeah. we push out dirt. We want like to help people. Nah, nah, nah. It, why? It doesn't affect me. I'm, I'm just the policymaker. I, yeah, I mean, it doesn't affect my life, but if it affected their life, well, trust me, they'd be getting that out really, really quick. 
Yeah, it's like but... it's like the old welfare challenge. Remember the they stopped mm-hmm. doing. They stopped, stopped doing it because it was why? too because dangerous. Their lives. Yeah. They said, "Oh my God, they were becoming sick." Yeah. 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 That's why they stopped doing that. And uh, and again, my my hope for this whole thing is that you you would hope that it would generate more accountability. The, would the, the, the CDB would gen- generate more accountability on the part of the provinces, but well, maybe what, maybe the provinces won't care. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, well, you'd, so hope, I mean you'd hope. Derb now, derb now. Yeah, yeah. And derb's not going away, people. Derb, yeah, we're going to keep on pumping derb back out. Yeah. Until until uh, the government uh, goes blue in the face. Yeah. What what I would like to know is how are they ever going to calculate what it's going to cost for the Northwest Territories? I. Uh, it's again it's not in there it's just like basic income it's not in there because uh there's no bar there's no mbm for the territories there isn't i didn't know that oh my gosh oh wow oh maybe they're going to use pink unicorn alberta saskatchewan manitoba ontario quebec new brunswick nova scotia prince edward island newfoundland labrador there is no mbm region but Joseph, did maybe they forgot? Did they? Did they? Maybe they forgot that they're part of Canada. They maybe up there. That's why they forgot. <laughs> oh, the way it's calculated. Oh, they must maybe, have forgot. Maybe oh, those. Maybe those just become part of Alaska, and then and then maybe, you know. I guess they maybe they're not part of those territories. Not part of Canada anymore. Maybe that's why they're not yeah. included. Yeah. Hmm. Oh. Well, I guess they have oh, to wait. Re- Hold on. Huh. Somebody made a big boo boo there, I guess. Uh, <laughs> whoops. Oops. Really? Who's the one on, PBO? They used an old chart. Oh my gosh. Wow. From, from what year? Somebody's out of whack there. 2020, wow. and I got the 2022 market basket measures right here. They didn't oh, even wow. use the right market basket oh, measures. Wow. Oh dear. Oh gosh. Oh wow. What could go, <laughs> what could go wrong? I mean, really? Oh man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and and people wonder why we have so little faith in our federal government, right? Yeah. Say, oops, did we do did we do wrong? Um, yeah. I should have used that darn that yeah, that blue marker, but I used an orange one, or I used a oh, but no, it was a gray one, wasn't it? It was how, great. How, how long did it? How long did it take you to find the the proper chart, Joseph? Two seconds. I I yeah. So a I. Few a few seconds. Well, no, like I'm, I'm looking at three years, folks. Let me, let, <laughs> let me make sure this is the right one. Hold on, three, hold on, hold on, one, hold on. two, three years. Over. <clears throat> so let's see here. So the one that they used was the market basket measure thresholds for economic families and persons not in economic families 2020. Oh. I found market basket measure thresholds for the reference family by market basket measure region component and base year. And he's he's got it. He he knows the stuff. Everyone. I mean, I, I mean, it's, it's so amazing. I'm wondering what component means. How fast that he can find that information? I'm like, wondering why. They, I'm wondering why. Oh, because this is this is just well, no, because I I can see this like yellow life, north yellow knife, Northwest Territories. Their market basket measure for this year is sixty six thousand nine hundred ninety one. So I'm wondering why the federal government just doesn't hire you, Joseph. Because I'll never work for the government. <laughs> <laughs> 
and those are twenty eighteen dollars, by the way. Okay. So when I say that uh, yellow life, yellow knife. Oh my God, yellow life. I'm sorry for <laughs> <laughs> it. almost seems that way, right? I mean, yellow <laughs> knife, Northwest Territories, one of the most farthest reaching spots of our country, mm-hmm. where it is so expensive to live that a can of like Maxwell House coffee costs like forty dollars to buy a, a can of oh, right? wow. It's made of gold. When you see certain, like, when you see some of those pictures online of, like, a ham or a turkey that's blown out of proportion, it's probably coming from up there because it costs everything to get everything up there, right? A market basket measure of Yellowknife uh, is the uh, one of the highest in the countries. Uh, I cannot pronounce that city name. I, I, I took, or that territory name. I just can't pronounce it. D E H C H O. I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. And I apologize. Okay. Yeah, no, that's, that's fair. They that's have fair. the highest $69,657 for their poverty line. Oh, wow. Oh, that's insane. That's, huge. that's a family of four. That's a family of four, right? We have still, to have that in high. mind. That's, that's high. Wow, still. Mm-hmm. But if I can find those details in a few minutes, why couldn't we figure out what it's going to do for the problem or for the territories? The territories, I mean, come on. If you are disabled and you live in the territories, do you really think you have access to your doctor? Do you really think you have access to medical care? Do you really think you have access to fresh food? Do you really think yeah. you have access to a good job? Come on. They should be the yeah. first ones helped. Exactly. Yeah. And this yeah. isn't this isn't another reason why you you always say, Brent, you know, people with disabilities should be able to live in the communities they want. Because... Yeah, they should be able to live and live and be in the community that they choose to do uh, do so. I mean, autonomy. That's why autonomy is so strong. And the government need to wake oh. up. Wake up and <laughs> the $40 coffee can. I'm sorry. I need to make you cry now. I was wrong. The highest market basket measure is sought to. Northwest Territories, S-H-S-A-H-T-U, okay? Yeah. Statue, Northwest Territories, $81,150. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So now that, up on that, now that can of coffee is now going to cost even more than 40 It's going to be probably even $60. So could you imagine this candidate disability benefit kicks in and the Northwest Territories got to have this? There are some people up there who are going to get $40,000 in CDB. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jeez. No, they won't. Of course, they're going to put a maximum no. in there. Oh, yeah. of course they of will. Of course, they're yeah. going to put a maximum in there. No, yeah. no, they'll probably go with scenario two on that one. <laughs> yeah, or they'll, they'll just get into what one of the rates from one of the provinces and say, "Oh, sorry, we don't have the totals." Yeah, or or, or what they'll say is, "Oh, well, you choose to live up there. You need to move. You need to move to another location." That that's what they used yeah. to say in the, uh, here in BC. Oh, you can't afford to live here? Move up north. Well, that's the, the, well, that's move then. That's my Pay point. Me to move. Yeah, that's my yeah. point, Brent. Are they gonna? Are, is the BC government gonna like force everybody with disabilities to move to Chilliwack? And then it's like, well, oh, yeah. oh, well, it's, oh. it's it's not our fault that you have no transportation out in Chilliwack. There's no there's no bus service. There's no there's no doctors. Yeah. There's no uh, grocery stores. That you, are, know you know. Yeah. You know, it's one of the failings of the program already is that they're already saying they're going to be basing it on the market basket measure, which means that every area is a different amount. 
And mm-hmm. what you're going to find is you're going to find certain people that are disabled that don't have a lot of mobility issues or don't have uh, um, that have a means but can get there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you'll find people moving. Well, we always we always talk about better benefits. We always yeah. talk about the failings of 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 a food bank. Like for mm-hmm. me, the biggest failing of a food bank is the fact that people with disabilities have mobility challenges, right? Yeah. So, so if, if I have to like hop on a bus and go, you know, halfway around the world, it sometimes feels to, 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 to get to a food bank. Do you think, mm-hmm. I'm gonna, do you think I'm going to do that? Hop on a bus and, and travel for half an hour or more or an hour or, or an hour. And, and then like have all these bags of groceries, mm-hmm. you know, back even, on, back on the bus. Yeah. You know? But not even having any. Nutritional food that's actually at the food bank because some do, some give yeah. some give really good food, other ones don't. But here's the other kicker is I remember talking on a previous podcast uh, with you, Neil, um, on this. And I gave an announcement. I think, Joseph, uh, you were actually on our roundtable at the time. And uh, when I, I heard this uh, devastating news that was given to Sonia and myself uh, from some people that we know that moved here about, oh, about two years ago, they now they've only got another... 14 days to go, um, and they're going to be in the air. Uh, 14 days from now, they'll be actually in the air. They'll be on their way to Winnipeg. Uh, why? Because they can't afford to live in this province. Um, they can't. They need to now to find another uh, additional room, should we say, in their apartment because uh, they have a little child now. So they need yeah. extra room. They can't find, out, find anywhere affordable within Victoria uh, under the apartment uh, that they're in which is great. I mean, they're keeping the rates. They're still very high, just so everyone knows. 1750 Okay. They're not paying 1750 right now. They're paying 15, uh, $1,550. Okay. But if they were to move out of their unit, the landlord's now going to make 1750 That's mm-hmm. only within the property management company that they're renting from. Anywhere outside of that property management company, the rates are $2,500, $2,600. And that's just for a one bedroom in Victoria. Um, they mm-hmm. uh, round and they said twenty eight hundred dollars for a two bedroom. Now, if they were to move outside the region, where um, Neil and I, 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 I looked at Langley because that's where we moved from, uh, and uh, right now the rates for one bedroom out there are close to an old building, two thousand dollars. Now, PWD, yeah. PWD, we get three hundred seventy five dollars. But if you can claim that your rent is actually a little bit higher, they'll give you one twenty five. So now you've only got five hundred dollars out of your total support to basically pay for a $2,000 rental, uh, but two bedrooms, $2,700, $2,800. Again, almost the same price as Victoria. Yeah. So there, I mean, uh, I'm concerned that, um, as you as you mentioned, like, as we just talked about, is that people are going to have to move further out, uh, further even further out in yeah. Chilliwack, or, I mean, who knows? And how the hell do you get your stuff moved? Because the yeah. government... Says under the, uh, the province of British Columbia, if your rent is substantially reduced, they will pay for your moving costs. Now, you tell me where the rent is substantially reduced in the province of BC. Not the rents have gone way higher. I uh, think they, I think they want you to all we, us all to like hop on a pink unicorn and, and ride out ride out on pink unicorns. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and um, that's, that's my uh, we, we we've reached. Uh, the top of the hour it's two two o'clock uh, uh bc oh, we time so- well i just 
We got 15 more minutes. Yeah. We got okay. So, but yeah, I didn't know if you wanted to spend the, the 10 minutes to do the, the uh, closing comments kind of thing. Like if uh, Joseph has like, I'm, mic, I'm trying to post the moment. links. Okay. I, I'm oh. trying to post the links to our uh, YouTube here. Okay. Yeah. It's giving me an issue for some reason. And well, while, while you're, while you're doing that, it's, um, we can, you know, I, I once explain. I, once I post it, it might be easier because it's not, officially posted yet i guess with the stream yeah well you know yeah, that's no, why i mean I... in the chat i'm posting it in the chat here oh i see uh, it so there's i got, I got you, there's yeah. the pdf finally the third one finally okay you know if you can why... delete the first two go ahead because they, they people that are listening to the podcast right now and that's why i always explain about affordability and that why people should not have to move and sacrifice make awkward, very life-changing decisions in their life of having to move because the government refuses to give them the proper income, the proper supports, that they are still taxpayers in that province, wherever they may live. If they choose to move to another province because they that's, that's what they want to do, they should be able to just go and do, and that income should follow them automatically whatever province they go to. They shouldn't have to apply for a disability in another province. That's archaic. That's old, uh, you know, old needs to be turned into new. So we need to give people the proper supports. We give them a derb in the meantime, while the government, federal government can figure out this. It doesn't take three years. It's not rocket science. Like, you know, uh, I mean, people's lives don't get put on hold, right? So we mm -hmm. need to get this money out that's going to be adequate enough to get the help to the people that most need it the most, right? So is it oh. a time? Yes. I mean, boom. That's my rant. Well. What's your take on that, Neil? While we're just waiting, there on we go. Oh, there we go. Finally, we go. it wouldn't wouldn't let me keep posting a link because it was thinking I was a spam bot for a second there. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, you're not a spam um, bot. You're Joseph. No, <laughs> I'm not a spam bot, but I'm as annoying as one. Well, oh. like I, like I said, I'll make sure I post the uh, derb.ca link at the at the bottom of the uh, video too. Yeah. When I have it posted, if, if you out. go to if you go to derb.ca, um, it's um, it's right near the top, actually. Yeah, um, definitely check out derb.ca uh, for the latest there. link. I want to describe it to you guys so that way. Look for the uh, blue. It's uh, right uh, underneath where it says "open for eight, open for signatures." Like the E four six six seven is still going. Okay. And yeah. um, if you haven't signed it, please do sign it. Uh, yeah. For the uh, emergency benefit, um, mm -hmm. but it says PBO costing tool, and we should we should say too that we 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 are going to have Mike Maurice on, and we oh, are gonna, we we are going to have the the author of the of that new e petition. Uh, mm. He's he's going to be coming on with uh, Mike Maurice, uh, Jeff uh, Jeffrey Salisbury. They're, nice. they're both going to be coming. Jeffrey on Facebook. Yeah, they're they're both yeah. gonna come come on together. So just yeah. gonna be Jeff and, and, and Mike together. And and maybe and maybe Joseph, if you if you want to actually come on with them. Uh yeah, I mean that would I don't be... want to push too hard because uh Mike Maurice is introduced to the petition and everything, and it's official government business. Right. And I'm running a website about it as an advocacy. Maybe right. not the best decision to put me on the same broadcast as, as Mike. <laughs> no. Oh, man. Could be a conflict of interest. It I could guess. be a conflict of interest. Maybe, yeah, maybe. But yeah. it's uh, you know, um, just everyone listening to it. I mean, this is so informative uh, information for everybody to follow. I, I encourage you to follow 
josephsderb.ca link. Mm-hmm. You're going to find all the information right there, right there. Keep up to date on everything. Yeah. And uh, a good thing for people to do as well is, uh, like I always say, is if they want to keep up to date on our shows, is to check the uh, the PWD Allies calendar. Like uh, for today, I mean, uh, Joseph was a, a late ad today because actually we had a cancellation. Mm-hmm. So so yeah. I I actually I actually killed the show we were going to do today, and I I reposted a you new link I, I a new link for for Joseph, and I I I did the link on both the show calendar and on on Zoom, of course. And so, you know, this was a, like a late ad, like I said, but I, I made sure that I put it on the calendar. So even mm-hmm. like really late ads. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're always going to be up to date. If you check the calendar, you're always going to be up to date. And all uh, I've got lots of links on on every video. Um, and if you go to my website, there's lots of lots of stuff there. The daddybentlegs.com. There's stuff there to look at. You killed the show and it magically turned into Joseph. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, and that's it. Well, it's, I'm glad that I did at least give you guys a little bit of the show. And we no, it's, it's good. About no, it's fabulous. It, it's very this, uh, Yeah, like the, this report is it, like the, it's full of warnings. It's full yes. of warnings. It's full of 2017 statistics. It's, oh. you know, we don't know for sure what number they're going to use. Mm. So we're using the market basket measure, but maybe they mm. use the LICO, maybe they use the LIM, maybe they use something else, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's, they're talking about, if you look at the, the disability tool that they got mm. on the PBO website, like the interactive mm-hmm. one, yeah. the yeah. clawback can go as high as 70%. Wow. And well, I, I and I think you were saying this is going back a while, uh, Joseph. But I remember you saying that the 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 biggest problem with the CDB is usually when they come up with some some kind of benefit, the government always funds it first, right? Yeah. I think it was, I think it was mm-hmm. you that was saying that whenever whenever the government comes up with something to fund or like a new a new benefit program, they always fund it first and then. And then yes. work on the particulars, right? Mm-hmm. But they're, they're, doing, why, they're, doing, they're doing everything ass backwards now. Right. But that's why this report came out today. Yeah. The fall economic statement is coming up and it's going to be in there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now they know. But we know to watch that fall economic statement and which scenario are they going to budget in there. Right. But you know the reason why the people are listening to it probably thinking, well, why can't the government just come out with D E R B? Maybe, maybe you could maybe shine a light. As they're leaning towards scenario two, which is the disability tax credit, and they've already given out six hundred bucks to all the pathway to me. Oh, they can wait for the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Why would we give Derb when we can give a pathway to Maid? We we can make it. If they were going to give scenario one in the first place, we would have Derb. Yeah. 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 If they were going to give scenario one, we would have a five hundred dollar derb a month right now. Yeah, but and they're not be, going to. That would be give, huge. They're going to do scenario two. That uh, imagine if they did like five hundred dollars would be huge for so many people. Like oh, for so many, would that would be that would literally be life changing. I mean, yeah. it doesn't well, sound like think a of lot. It this way, it doesn't sound like the a lot. The average benefit huge. is nine thousand dollars in the smallest scenario. So guess what? That means it's over five hundred bucks. So why can't you just give them five hundred bucks? Right. Exactly. Right. 
exactly yeah. because you know you give people money uh especially uh, anyone on low income they're going to be very smart with that money they're going to stretch that money as far as they can because they know how to budget Mm-hmm. But even if they're frivolous with it, Brent, you know what? So they're frivolous with it. No offense, but you go to work for a living and, you know, my dollars goes to pay for your job. But, you know, I'm not yeah. allowed to criticize you on what you buy with your dollars. Yeah. So why yeah. are you allowed to criticize a disabled person of what they collect off of the tax dollars right. that I spend? Yeah, exactly. It's because- a catch-22. Stop yeah, complaining because- about it because it only goes to help our economy. Exactly, mm-hmm. because disabled people still put the money into the economy anyway. I mean, it's you give them extra five hundred dollars. I mean, gee, they're just gonna put the money back in the economy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Plus that, I mean, wow. I mean, I, there was a study that was done. Uh, I think Canadians should be more scared at the fact that this thing could encompass one in forty Canadians automatically. But remember, there Experience. was a report that was out to Joseph there where they gave a whole uh, a group of people seventy five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. And then I think then there was another one that was like, I think they were going to do Stockton, one. Stockton, I believe, right? That was yeah. a pilot yeah. project, right? Yeah. yeah. But it was that it, Stockton. Yeah. But it could be, why did they stop it? Because it actually was helping people. It was no, too they successful. Continued they continued it. It renewed. Hmm. But was it the same group, though? No, Under, they did a different group. A different but group. I'm pretty sure that they, I, I'm pretty sure that they expanded on that one. Yeah. I why? think I. That. My, my question is is why didn't they give me the money show me the money why wasn't i part of the study group hmm that's a good question Very good. <laughs> Very. i want i want $7500 yes yeah. and what and 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 how would that improve things dramatically i'm still waiting for the fucking answer from 2018 from doug ford answering me back saying how the fuck was winding down basic income compassionate yeah yeah i'm still i'm still baffled about that why would he why would they pull the plug on something that was going to be successful because bc said oh well they they pulled the plug on it they knew it was too expensive yeah they're like oh yeah apparently it's not working on her so we need to pull the plug on it really (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> meanwhile they come with a pilot project on on it and they say oh uh yeah no we can't do that so here so we got to come with a report saying the reasons why it wasn't going to work so now they can't the report saying oh one of the top recommendations we need to modernize disability and social assistance we need to modernize the rent they they help me do the rent we need to mod and we also need to uh immediately reintroduce um the 300 dollar supplement supplement that yeah. day away. So, well, to recap this all, yeah, the maximum CDB benefit that they're thinking of is twenty one thousand, mm-hmm. and that's accounting for the thirty percent extra cost of you know being disabled. You're getting mm-hmm. both a disabled tax credit. It's non taxable. It's this. It's that. It's big, big, big numbers. Twenty mm-hmm. billion dollars. One point four million people. Mm-hmm. Then you got scenario one, or that was scenario one. Then you got scenario two, which is the smallest. And that one is just going to be Peanuts. 296 million or 276,000 people um, and $2 billion. And yeah. it's taxable at taboo. It's taxable, so, that, so that's like, which that's like, like, that's like one tenth of yeah. scenario, scenario one, basically. Right. And then take 15% of that away. Wow. Top of that. Whoa. 
Okay, wow. so right? it's, almost, it's like me saying that's a, that's a huge difference. That's yeah. like me saying to you, Joseph. Well, here, here's here's a hundred dollars, but yeah, you say okay, yeah, no problem. Well, is that great? Nah, you don't need a hundred. You really only need five. Yeah, you need five dollars out of that hundred. But hey, you know what? Look what we did. Look what we did. We actually listened to Canadians. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah basically. <laughs> Not really. Yeah, and that, that's yeah. yeah. I know it's just totally messed up. Um, you know, here, here's another uh, quick scenario to you is so assuming that, that they throw it out there in next year, early next year, and they say, okay, maybe January and, and they say, huh. okay, <laughs> announcement. And then the government, then the provinces say, oh, uh, we're going to go into an election. No, what? no, it's already law. Is it law? It'll okay. just go through the general services. Yeah. You know, oh, okay. general services account it, it, it won't this is okay so we're not like the states where when our government calls an election or you know we hit a debt ceiling all of a sudden our government shuts down it's not like that our, okay. our governor and council which is the one that runs our day-to-day -day operations of canada the hmm. governor and council runs even during elections and even during you know uh it, if the budget doesn't pass and, you know, uh, there's no, you know, there's a, a vote of no confidence and they throw it into an election and there's no budget and there's no money coming, mm -hmm. there's still accounts to pay out money automatically because it's legislated. Mm -hmm. um, the quarterly estimates for the government actually just recently came out uh, yesterday or today. It was one of the, I think it was this morning too. I was going through those as well. And, that account that you're talking about uh, or that we're talking about yeah. is actually uh, like 128 billion a year in oh, statutory wow. expenditures that get paid out regardless of the government being in session or not. Yeah. So would the uh, would it be easiest for the federal government to just go through CRA to issue it out the payments out to each uh, province? Because because they, they probably already, will. Because they have the, the T five zero zero seven Joseph. Every disabled person has that form. It's a T five zero zero. It depends on what the regulations are. We still okay. don't know if it's going to be a monthly benefit or if this is going to be a yearly thing. Because or, if it's yearly, or, or, it's easier with the CRA. If it's okay. monthly, it's easier with your local government. Right. Right. Because then, but then the monthly, they already have the infrastructure to do monthly reporting through your social assistance. Where uh, if they go through the, the federal government, you're opening up a whole new can of worms. Our CRA doesn't monthly attest to anything except for EI. Right, right, yeah. right. So if they were to do a monthly, then it would basically the federal government would then have to send income over to each province, over to their finance department, to then have it distributed out to each recipient, which they still have that information anyway. It would just go yeah. to the finance people. Can you imagine if the federal government did a did a did a but lump sum? When you're doing that scenario, there's also more complication. It's what are yeah. the clawbacks and who is going to get the money? How much is the province going to be entitled to out of the clawback? Yeah. And how much is the federal government going to be entitled to? Yeah. And you know, the PBO also estimates all of these costs at two percent cost for administration. Okay. So for every for every dollar that goes out in benefits, they're only estimating it's going to cost two cents out of that dollar to administrate the program. We all See, know that administrative costs can sometimes go up to 20, 30% of a program. So 
would not surprise me if all of a sudden it's like, oh, we're spending billions of dollars more to administrate it. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, I've seen that in 2023. Yeah, my oh, only concern on it is that if, if it went to, say, uh, provinces where maybe some provinces are a little bit more, uh, they, they, I don't know, uh, they handle things a little bit differently than other ones, uh, should we say. Uh, so mm-hmm. I went to the province's uh, finance department and they go, ah, okay, so here's 20, just I'll throw a number out there. It's a fictionary number. So here's uh, $15 billion. Okay, that $15 billion needs to go to your recipients. And the government goes, well, what? maybe we could maybe put this to transportation, healthcare. Well, you know what? Out of that $15 billion, we're going to give the uh, PWD $10 billion out of it. But we're going to keep $5 billion of it as slush funds. No, no, no. No? No. Okay. No. This will be – now what they'll end up doing is, is- – We'll have no control over what they use the clawbacks for, right? Okay. Okay. If they use the clawbacks from the CDB and go, oh, federal funds coming in, I'll take those funds from you, but I'll renegotiate with you. I'll let you do the CDB, but I get to keep 20% of the clawbacks that you do, blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden, they're clawing back a bunch of stuff and collecting a bunch of money. Who knows how they're going to do it? Uh, I'm only speculating here, right? Yeah, no, that's um, what I mean. That's what I mean. Like, it's like they could say, well, like, based on clawbacks, like it's, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that the provinces will try to take their portion of the clawbacks from the program uh, yeah. to administer it. And, that's what I meant on know, that. Yeah. Or they'll take money from the federal government to administer it. They'll say, okay, well, you know, you're, we're going to distribute $10 billion worth of uh, benefits. We're going to keep, you know, $10 million to that for administration. Well, well that's what right? I mean. It's like when they, they say, well, we get this, but then we're going to claw this off, but we're going to put the money to healthcare, we're going to put the transportation, but we're going to just going to give this out because we're going to claw off this. Yeah, that's what my main concern would be on that. Versus- now, my main concern is what they're going to do with the social services money they spend now. And yeah. if the CDB lowers what the social assistance is now or expected to raise later. And they yeah. have that back to use on different infrastructure and stuff and hurt the population while just trying to have more goods in the province. Yeah, because, I mean, they might just go a year and they say, well, OK, yeah, we're going to index it to inflation, but we don't actually have to increase their rates. Also, as we're going along with it, they may say, oh, we're going to skip a year, two years. Oh, there you go. Here's here's twenty five bucks or here's fifty dollars. Yeah. You know I, mean? yeah, I was going to yeah. I was going to say we have two people in chat. We have Alan in oh. chat. F. Oh, and he's and he just says uh, thank you to Joseph for your appearance today. He really enjoyed the topic. And then we have Mr. Wallace that just popped in. And, Hi, Mr. Wallace. And Mr. Wallace says it's a supplement benefit. Uh, there won't be clawbacks from what from what I read. He said. And so, but your point, your point, Joseph, is that you know, your you know. point is that there there could be disguised clawbacks. No, not disguised at all. Not disguised at all. It's but, right here um, in, okay. in the report. Um, that, Mr. Um, yeah, Mr. Wallace, the government loves to use pink unicorns, so they love to claw things back across the country. I mean, mm. I'm hoping that maybe that will change. Maybe, yeah, maybe with all this this new CDB, that will change. Well, like I like I know I, oh, I know where Mr. All Wallace the is. models, all the models have clawbacks. Yeah. Um, there we go. There we go, Mr. Wallace. Yeah. And I, I I know where Mr. Wallace is probably thinking because uh, you know, we, we have Mike Maurice and you have uh Benita yeah. Zarillo. Mm. Th- those two are always saying, you know, saying uh, like 
there there shouldn't be clawbacks, but just because those two people are saying there shouldn't there, be clawbacks it, doesn't mean there won't there won't be any. Yeah, right. Yeah, in a reality yeah. world, we don't need clawbacks. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm hoping that Mr. Wallace, that yeah, you're right that there is no clawbacks going forward. Um, because the PBO is estimating oh. that the clawbacks are going to be fifty percent for the disabled person and twenty five percent for the uh, the spouse. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Ouch. And that's going to so your spouse goes out. If your spouse goes out and earns forty thousand dollars, you might kiss your CDB goodbye. Yeah. Ooh. Which is just as bad as as the current uh, socialist right. system. Well, like, what's yeah. the difference? It's the yeah. same Not shit. Really. It's the same, really. same, same, pile. same shit, different pile. Yeah. 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 Same shit, different pile. Yeah. I mean, yeah. rather than we'll just we'll just shovel it over to another pile and say, "But look what we did." Yeah, you, you wanted CDB, right? Well, yeah. no, no, we wanted Durb in the meantime. Well, like, no, I'm sorry. We, we they're saying it. that the maximum benefit is twenty one thousand, and that's accounting for the thirty percent increase that cost of being disabled, right? Yeah. So, if the maximum maximum benefit is twenty one thousand, yeah. and the maximum claw or the lowest clawback is twenty five percent, that means that no Canadian under eighty thousand or over 80,000 is going to see this thing. Yeah. But they're going to say, look what we did, though. Poof. Yeah. That's magic. Look no, at all the unicorns. Gonna it's they're not going to help. Look at all the pretty unicorns. They're going to be running amok everywhere then. Yeah. And then, and then the government say, uh-oh, what did we do? So many pretty pink unicorns. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd love to have you back on again, uh, Joseph. Uh, we're doing another episode as a follow-up to the uh, the we need the report. The next episode I want to do with everybody. Yeah, I want to explain clawbacks. Okay, sounds great. I I, I love want that. to explain. I like that one. This will be good. This will be good. <laughs> I want to explain why they do it, mm -hmm. where the money goes. But also, I want to explain what happens when you claw back a raise. Mm. This will be interesting, very interesting. Mm. Well, Most you know, people don't think about how these clawbacks really do change people when they are in minimum wage jobs, when the minimum yeah. wage goes up, yeah. as well as also when um, benefit rates go up and um, the clawbacks are there. How does that change it, right? Like if your benefit rate is frozen for mm -hmm. five years, like Ontario Works has been, right? what's the difference between what the rate should be now, what the rate should be, or what the rate is, mm -hmm. and how much that clawback difference is? How yeah. better off would a person at minimum wage be if those raises would have been consistent? Yeah. Right, because the buying the buying power it just erodes away. Like, and they keep clawback. Exactly. It's, like it's like a huge clawback. So now, but I, it's I, not not just clawback to you. No, exactly. It's a clawback to every person yeah. who signs onto that program later. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. It's a domino and, effect, and that's my biggest beef with the clawback too. Is like, of course, I'm a victim of uh, clawback, and yes. and I hate the idea that it's like. Let's rob Peter to pay Paul. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean that that's what's going on, right? It's like 
well, you don't you don't deserve your you don't deserve your survivor's pension, but we'll we'll take we'll claw the money off you so we can pay somebody else something, you know. And it's yep. like that's just, it's but, just I don't know. It pisses me off, you know. It pisses yeah. me off too, but we have to keep in mind clawbacks are there for a reason. If they did not exist, right? Mm-hmm. Your survivor's pension would be your survivor's pension times your population and no in between, mm-hmm. right? It would be yeah, every time there's a raise in the program or a raise in the benefit, it would go up that much for everybody and blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, costs are out of control. Mm-hmm. And that's what the clawbacks are there for. They're also a, a, an incentive to go back to work, not rely on the government. Because if you don't put that barrier in there, people would just stay on the program. And that's what they worry about with universal basic income. Is that... Yeah. Oh. Thing else. And that's because they're afraid of it because there would be no disincentive towards... Another person that's in a different situation that doesn't have that. Mm-hmm. Right. The reason I like GLBI and why we should talk about these clawbacks is because the lower the clawback is, the mm-hmm. more people will be involved, but also a better incentive for later on's math. Right. Yes. Right? Yeah. But, but I'm going to, I'm going to say something kind of morbid and pessimistic again. Uh, <laughs> Joseph, and that—that's that. You know, if they're gonna if they're gonna f me over with a clawback, I want I want the government to f over everybody equally. You, you see what I'm saying? So if if yeah. they're good if they're gonna claw me back, well, why don't they just claw back everybody and say, you know what? There's no there's no income income exemptions. We're just gonna f over everybody and make make that equal. You I mean, mean, you mean, you mean th- like, then then I would like, actually be more happy. Because it's like, you know, kind of like uh, their, their pensions. You know what too, I right? don't see? You know what I don't see? Hmm. I see clawbacks on government benefits, but I don't see clawbacks on paychecks. Exactly. It, reversed, it would have been eliminated long ago. Oh, yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah. 100%. I mean, I mean, if a lot of the uh, the MLAs or MPs or MPPs or whoever, or city councillors or, I mean, whoever, if they had all these clawbacks, oh my gosh, like how that would be, the system would be changed so quickly. Like it would be saying, no, 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 we can't have that. If an MPP had to give up a portion of their salary for every dollar they earned on TV or investments or the stock market or housing or whatever they did, if they had a clawback for their salary, yeah, that's what I mean. Things would change much, and that's kind of goes exactly parallel with uh, when when I say that it doesn't affect their life. So that's why, and it affected their life. Oh yeah, like we'd be having less government pink funds. Unicorns. Why not? Yeah, we'd have mm-hmm. less pink unicorns. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no joke. More bullhorns. There yeah. you go. More bullhorns. Yeah, yeah, or more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But we should be punching it out now. Yeah. But it was this is a this is a great okay. this is a great uh, discussion. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. But I, I look forward to. I punch uh, out. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, I look forward to the uh, the episode about clawbacks. Me too. Yeah, yeah. We need to do one about clawbacks or well, the official word offsetting. Yeah, they we'll like uh, call it. we'll get we'll get that one scheduled in for you. Yeah, I, I love how they like to call it offsetting. Like you know, offsetting. like it's just you know, it's a little offsetting. You know. It's a yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Sounds good. Well, it's a few billion dollars. It seems so harmless when they say it like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks everyone for tuning in today. Uh, this has been an awesome uh, episode. Uh, I'm talking about the CDV, what's going on, uh, scenario one, two, three. Uh, you know, it's um, going to be an interesting um, situation that's going to go forward. Which one is it? Door number one, door number two, or door number three? I and this time, it's number one that the government's going to try to avoid. Right. Yeah. And, and number two will be very detrimental to people. Yeah. Yeah. Families. Families. Not just the, the, the disabled person. It's going to be detrimental to families. Families. This is all based on family income. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. It's just, instead of just pulling down one person, you got to pull down the whole family government. you got to pull everybody down. Yeah. So everybody, hashtag say no to scenario two. There you right. go. Say there no. Just say no to number two. People watching this, just put it on your own social media. Just put put a hashtag say no to number two. CDB. Number two. Say no. Yeah. Say no to number two. CDB. CDB. That's right. Go. Hashtag. And we'll, we'll put that out there, Joseph. Maybe we'll yeah. get it trending. There you say go. Say no to number Stay. two. CDB. Say no to just two. say no. Say no. Number yeah. sign. Say capital letters. Say capital N. Say no. Well, we can't. We can't. We can't use uh, the hashtag in, in the number. No, because no. Because then, then it's two hashtags. So right, we have right. to. We have to spell out. It has to be in number right two. Yeah, the word. Dude, let, yeah. Yeah. Say right no. There in the chat. It's in yeah. the chat. Okay. There you go. There you yeah. go. That's that's good. Yeah. You just copy and copy and paste that over, and then uh, you yep. know, we'll pop. Yep. But we'll get that trending, eh? Um, and uh, people understand what's going on here, and we can put pressure on the. People uh, need to understand. Scenario two is one tenth of the size of what they should be doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's very yeah. detrimental, not just to the individual, but to the whole family, family household. Not to yeah. mention the average benefit is doubled in scenario one compared to scenario two. We need to say no to scenario two. Say no. Say just say no. Say no. Yeah. Well, thank you, Joseph. That was that was good. Thank, thank you, you very much, Joseph. And we'll uh, we'll we'll see you again soon. Thank and you, Brett. thank you everyone thank you. for tuning in today. Uh this has oh. been a great episode. And we'll stay tuned yeah. to the clawback episode. Thanks. <laughs> Bye everyone.